Welcome to the Watching Film Podcast. I am Seth, joined as usual by... Zach. And today we're going to do something a little bit different than normal. Um, typically we review one movie that we saw that week. This week we're not really interested in anything that's coming out. So we're going to go ahead and kind of look back over the summer. Uh, since we kind of started up with the show here. And we've seen 11, movie, 11 movies. Uh, Zach, or Zach has seen 11 movies. I've seen yeah. nine. Um, the two he did not see were horror movies. Yeah, so we're going to kind of do a summer movie review. So we're going to look back and kind of rank um, the movies we've seen throughout the summer. Uh, from 9 to 1, we'll kind of do a countdown. Zach will add in um, where he thought the horror movies. So uh, what were the two horror movies you saw this summer? Crawl and Child's Play. All right, so Zach will add ba- that back in. So, um, and we'll, we'll just kind of do a countdown. We'll go back and forth starting at number nine. Um, but before we do that, I'll go ahead and give you the list of movies that we saw in order of when we saw them. So starting with the earliest. So the earliest one was Godzilla King of Monsters. Then next we saw X-Men Dark Phoenix. After that, Men in Black International. Then Toy Story 4. Spider-Man, Far From Home, right? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hobbs and Shaw, and last but not least, well, maybe I haven't seen your list, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. So, am I missing anything there on that list, Zach? I believe that's everything, right? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yep. Including Crawl and Child's Play, which... Which I'll, Zach will, I'll put back in and mention where I was going to place them originally. But let's go ahead and start. Do you want to go first here? Uh, let's yeah, start. Sure. Let's both Let's go with our number nine film. What yeah. was your number nine film? The worst film that we saw this summer. Uh, I am definitely going to say Men in Black. Yes, I I also have my number nine film is Men in Black International. I know once, I, I know you want, I know you have some things you want to say about it. Now that we've I know had we some gave time. it from what I can recall, and uh, I probably should review this, but I believe we gave it a watch it on the plane rating when we did yes. this. Uh, the more I thought about it after doing the recording, the more I realized I really hate this movie. So it's a definite don't bother seeing it for me. Wow, now. why do you hate it? Now that you've thought about it a little bit more, I. The fact that they tried to do the Marvel thing now where they're trying to put the comedy in and then you watch it and you go in expecting, okay, it's a Men in Black movie. There, it's going to be primarily you know action and then maybe some comedy mix in. Here it felt like they did the almost the opposite. It felt mm. like they were really trying to be funny and the joke just fell flat. The acting was subpar and just did not sit well with me the more I thought about it. So I that's... One of the many reasons I put it at nine. Yeah, I thought just um, I I stick by the airplane movie rating. I think it's if you're stuck on a plane and there's I mean this is like the lowest end of the airplane rating. It's right. like if you're on an airplane and there's nothing else to watch, then yeah, it's worth the time. It's not. I mean, it's the story was kind of convoluted if i remember correctly it was the villains was, were quite forgettable it was very predictable yeah like the minute we saw uh hemsworth get blown off the screen in the beginning we knew that something happened to liam neeson and yeah. it turns out we were right 
I guess we'll get into spoilers for all these movies. So we're gonna kind of get we'll, we'll we may jump into spoilers yeah. when discussing these movies. So, uh, so spoiler alert there, but you're not. It's not really that big. Yeah. Nobody, not, no, nobody's it's not care. Gonna, yeah. You spoiled Men in Black International for me. Oh, boo, freakity who? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just saved you. Uh, some we just time. saved you eighteen bucks. But yeah, I think it's. I mean. It's not. It's just kind of forgettable, really. It it's really not. Is. The villains weren't that good. It was kind of the pacing was weird. There were some weird scenes. There like some, there's some weird like asides and some really kind of you know just some stupid stuff. It was extremely but forgettable. It was, like Nobody a, talked about this movie. I think it came once and we went, got done. It came yeah. and went pretty quickly after. And I think Sony wants that at this point. Yeah, and then and you had two leads that were pretty good. You had a, a pretty and good cast. Have been yeah, pretty good together and other things. It just yeah, they just bad. I guess bad writing. I guess and I don't know. Weird just, editing it just, choices. It was just it, kind of a strange. Movie. Doesn't sit well. After it felt like one of those movies that. First of all, it felt like an old movie. It was like one of those ones that okay, we're gonna open this with. Um. Hopefully we can open this with some star power with Hemsworth and these two and kind of, um, but it also felt like a movie that was made to like keep a license. You know how that's been done in the past? Like that crappy Fantastic Four movie that was made a long, long time ago. Was <laughs> yeah, because they just, were like, if we don't do something, we're going to lose our hold on it. Yeah, and go back to Marvel, right? Well, I feel like that does feel like the case for this too. It, it kind of like, feels like get that. something out there. Yeah, but, so that was definitely... The worst movie we saw this summer. I'll go to my number eight next. Um, okay. And this is kind of... After that, I thought... Just to kind of give a sense of scale here. Um, Men in Black was the worst. And then I think if it was like going on like... What we thought of the, the film... The quality would jump up a, a decent bit. I think every movie from here on out I thought was like worth watching on cable. This next one, cable and uh, this ca- this next one's kind of a tweener, uh, but I remember liking this a lot more than Men in Black. My number eight was X Men Dark Phoenix, and that's actually my number eight as well. Well, look at that. <laughs> um, I thought it was it was a kind of a fine movie. There wasn't much. I think it was between. This and X-Men Last Stand. I, and I never read the Dark Phoenix comics or mm. whatever. Some people say between the two, this is the better one. But with what they got, it's not saying a lot, I guess. Mm. But I, I definitely agree with you there. It's way easier to sit through because you at least see characters you are familiar with. And I don't know, it's just easier to sit through. Yeah, there was, some, there was some stupid stuff done. And you could tell this movie was done kind of up against the... The backdrop of possibly Marvel taking over and yeah. all this universe getting thrown out. Yeah, um, you can tell that there was some stuff going on behind the scenes, like because of what was it, Captain Marvel at the time? Yeah, they had to re they had to they reshoot do, the yeah. ending and things like that because I guess Dark Phoenix was going to go up into space. The aliens had to be designed differently. Both, these, mo- very both similar. these bottom two movies had weird alien, um, like a weird alien subplot. So I guess yeah. aliens aren't selling anymore. Well, I don't know about that. Um, it's just this wasn't very. This, this was better. This was a lot better than Men in Black. I thought Men in Black was just just terrible. <laughs> um, but it's like one of those turn your brain off movies that you can get through. Yeah. It, but it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, 
This one was better, but still wasn't great. I pro- I think I put it as a cable movie. I think you did. I think we both ended up um, as a cable movie. This would this would be probably now kind of a lower end after thinking back on it. This may be a lower end of that. Like Men in Black's a lower end of the airplane movie. This may be a lower end of the cable movie spectrum. Um, teetering on airplane movie. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to say, but I just thought it was. I thought it was better than Men in Black, but it's kind of there's like a jump in quality to this one, yeah. and then I think a jump in quality up to the final seven, yeah. where they're all mostly to me. All enjoyable movies. Yeah, Seven. definitely. X-Men was a lot better than Men in Black International. Um, and I just I, don't know how good it really yeah, I know was. it got butchered at the box office, and I would chalk it up to, you know, people are getting, I think, now superhero fatigue. I don't believe that. Because Spider-Man came out and has made a billion dollars like three weeks later. Well, uh, People have crappy movie fatigue. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, like people don't want to see bad movies. I don't think it's a superhero fatigue. I think also part of it is like, this universe, everyone kind of knew this universe is dying off. This universe of movies. It's their last one. It felt, and it was kind of, um, there's a term in wrestling oh God. called uh, killing the town. Because they used to make like loops, right? So I'm going to do a show in, uh, we're in Florida. So I'm going to do a show in Tampa, then Orlando, then Miami, or then Jacksonville, then Miami. I'm going to do a loop, right? Right. So, if you would go into a town and do a show, and it was just terrible, you put on just a terrible product, they called it, like, you're killing the town, because you can't come back there because you're not going to sell, because you did you, you ruined it right. the last time, right? Right. I think um, Apocalypse kind of killed this version of the X-Men franchise. I didn't even see Apocalypse in theater because people were saying this is the worst thing. It's about seen. the same to me as this one. It was like okay. I probably saw it on cable. I was like, "This is fine." It, didn't. it was okay, but it was it was kind of another. Is kind of the same thing. It's kind of just a weird execution. Yeah. Um, first class, and then Days of Future Past, right? It kind of uh, an ascent, and then yeah. they started a quick descent with these last two yeah. um, that are probably about on the same level. But I think X Men. Apocalypse kind of killed all kind of momentum, and then there was a long gap between these movies, right? Longer than normal, right. and you had so many good superhero type movies come out in between that it felt like it was a really long gap. Hmm. So, I think that was part of the kind of not lack of excitement for it was you knew it was you know none of these people are going to play the characters anymore. And then the story was a retread of a story they've already told, but in a little bit of a different way. And you knew there was cast members that weren't very excited about it, like Jennifer Lawrence was ready to get out. And like so it was kind of really, just this really tell she did perfect this crap storm of nobody cares, and that's kind of reflected in the right. box office. Why, oh, no, what else do you have to say about X-Men, Dark Phoenix, anything? Um, it's... Definitely more memorable than Men in Black, but as far as Marvel movies are concerned, it is kind of forgettable, I think, comparatively. What do you mean, Marvel movies? Uh, Dark Phoenix, Marvel movies. I mean, it's like not... Compared to other Marvel movies that have come out. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Yeah, and there have been other X-Men movies, so as far as X-Men movies... There's kind of a... I mean, there's there's a distinction. You know what I mean. Come on. 
Alright, but um, I would call them other X Men movies. Yeah, but whatever. All right, well, that's enough time on that. Yeah. So, all right, I think this is probably we're gonna go to di- we're we are where we are going to di- start differing. Maybe. What was your number seven movie? My number seven movie. Yeah. I gave it to Dora. Okay. I. I will admit, I did like it better than I thought I was going to, but at the end of the day, it was still something I would just probably put on cable. I had nothing too negative to say. It's a kid's movie. You get what you get. My number seven was Hobbs and Shaw. I, it was a, it was a, and again, this is kind of a jump in quality. This is a movie I'd watch again on cable probably. Um, but it's just a big, dumb action movie. There's not a lot to it. It ripped off Tango and Cash <laughs> and added in a superhuman or a cybernetically enhanced human being. So it's like, hey, do you like early, or late 80s, early 90s action movies? What if we ripped off Tango and Cash and Terminator 2 and put them all in one movie? What do you think? And we, it's, and that's kind of like, Okay, but luckily they have charismatic actors and charismatic leads that can kind of pull it off. Yeah. But if it was just like your run-of-the-mill, yeah, average actor dude, it's the same with Tango and Cash. They had Kurt Russell and Stallone. They they kind of can make that kind of right thing work, right? So it's the same thing. You got Statham and The Rock, and they can make this work. And um, but you know, it's kind of a big dumb action movie, pretty generic and. You know, it's a Fast and Furious movie, so it's all about family and teamwork and well, all the, the good guys got to work as a team and all that kind of stuff. So, yep. so for me, I'd rather watch other movies on my list again before this one. This one was, it was enjoyable though. It was a fun little movie, but it was a big, dumb action movie that right. just kind of ripped off other things when um, I preferred some other stuff. So my number six was Dora. My number six was Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so there we go. So what did you... So I'll talk a little bit about Dora and you can talk about Hobbs and Shaw. This is getting a little... Uh, a little different. We think... We probably think a little similar. Um, so... Why don't you... Since I was just talking about Hobbs and Shaw, why don't you talk about Hobbs and Shaw? I'm going to go off of your comment of it's a big, dumb action movie. Yeah. That's why I like it. It's a big, dumb action movie. There have been... You know... Some movies came out that try to make you think, and there's some movies where you really need to just turn your brain off and enjoy yourself, and I was definitely more entertained by this than I was Dora, for my obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that's all I really watch a movie for, is to be entertained, and this movie succeeded at being entertaining. Okay, so for my number six, I have Dora, I mentioned that. Um, I just, I enjoyed it a little more. It was, I think it was probably shorter. It was probably a shorter movie. Um, I think it was. I think it only showed itself as a kid's movie in two or three kind of instances with kind of bathroom humor and stuff like that. I thought a lot of it was... uh, This could be um, recency bias creeping in, but I thought it was pretty funny. I enjoy... I really like treasure hunting movies. I enjoy that kind of the quest to find treasure going through the jungle. I like that kind of... This kind of was like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, if you think about it. Instead of going for a treasure, she's looking for her parents. What was Indy doing for the Holy Grail? He doesn't go for the Grail. He's like, I'm looking for my dad. Yeah. So, 
It's uh, you know, it's uh, some classics, and they 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 play into some tropes. They invert some tropes. Um, maybe I'm thinking too much about it too critically, but it was a fun little movie. Um, the actors were all pretty charming. Uh, it it's definitely geared towards children, but it's something adults can enjoy too, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty charming, and I liked the treasure hunt plot. So uh, that kind of coupled with it's not exactly original. Obviously, it's based on Dora the Explorer cartoon, but it pokes fun at that a little bit and has fun with that. And I thought it was just edged out Hobbs and Shaw for me as um, on my list. So I that's why I had Dora number six. I, I quite enjoyed it, but I do still think it's probably a cable. It's a cable movie. I wouldn't pay right. to see it again. Right. Uh, moving on to our number five spot. Go right ahead. Um, originally, and this is where the horror stuff comes in, number five for me would have been Crawl. Just because it's a throwback to the 80s. You know, would have been five or that would have been your six? My six, probably. I have it listed as five on here. But don't worry about it. Whatever. Originally, from, I made a list of all 11 movies, and I put that at five. So what your five is now would have been six? I guess, yeah. Okay. All right, so Crawl, that's the, uh, explain a little bit about Crawl and what you liked about it real quick. The Crawl is a nature horror movie where, you know, a, a dad and her, and, wow, a dad and his daughter get stuck in the crawl space uh, in their house and there are gators coming in. In Florida and a hurricane, right? Yeah, that's about as a Florida plot you can get, in all honesty. Besides, there was nobody using meth or... What? Trying to uh, <laughs> that, that's gonna be the sequel. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite one is, uh, and this story actually came out. This new story actually came out my wife's birthday. Oh, this is this should be good. A man uh, was going to kill someone with kindness, but the plot just was he had named his machete kindness. <laughs> Is this the Florida man things where you? This is a real. That's a real story. Your, so your that if they could have had somebody try to kill or shoot at the hurricane or or, I, or kill the hurricane with kindness, their machete. Yeah, there was a moment that would have been a little more Florida. There's probably a, a, a part where I looked away for like two seconds. It might have happened for all I know. And if throwing a, a public sub, then you're oh you're full God. Florida there. Oh Lord! All right, so that was your. The, fun, the funny part is, I think I mentioned this to you: is the daughter was a uh, student at the University of Florida, so she was a Florida Gator. Well, there you go. Look at that. Full circle. Thank you, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Right. But what else you got to say about that one? Uh, if you like the cheesy Jaws knockoffs that came out in the 70s and 80s, you know, like Alligator or Piranha, I think you'll like this movie. It's kind of a bigger budget version of something like that. But it's super it, graphic, right? Oh, yeah. If you are, uh, you know, blood makes you queasy or broken bones and hearing crunching. I would not see this movie in the theater. Well, you probably can now. It's probably almost out now. Yeah. But if you have a weak stomach, this is probably not for you. Yeah. Okay. But that being said, going back to our actual list, I put the uh, number five as Yesterday. Okay. And it was just a good movie. 
I mean, I don't think, I think there was anything... Yesterday involves... Uh, yeah, go ahead. A musician waking up from an accident and nobody... Uh, there's an electrical power outage all over the world. There's a, black, a worldwide blackout. For like, what, 15 He gets hit seconds? by a car and when he wakes up in the hospital, everyone has forgotten who the Beatles are and he decides that he's going to record the song the Beatles songs and use it to rise to fame that's kind of the quick and dirty of yeah. it. so what do you think about it? I have this much higher on my list but um, we'll talk about that when we get there but what, you, what was your kind of general thoughts on the on yesterday I thought you know it's a nice feel good movie uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the Beatles so it just doesn't I mean there's a lot of Beatles fans in the world and this movie's gonna sit probably a lot better with you but since I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles, I enjoyed the music, but it's just not going to stick with me as well as somebody that you know likes the Beatles. Yeah, you prefer their their big influence, uh, the band that influenced the Beatles, the Monkees. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right, my number five was Godzilla, King of Monsters. All right. I think, um, I believe I rated every movie from here on out was a movie I thought was a scene in the theater movie. Godzilla, I rate as a scene in the theater movie because of the spectacle of it, not necessarily because of the quality. Right. Um, I think it, it was it was an enjoyable movie. Um, everybody kind of likes. I mean, not everybody, but a, a good chunk of people like the monster kaiju yeah. kind of style. Um, I know you're really into that, so this will no, probably yeah. be higher on your list. Oh yeah. Um, I thought it was it was a, it was a fine movie. Uh, there was some. Some stuff in it was dumb. I will concede that. But yeah. Like the, oh my God, Zilla. You know, like there's that kind of thing where that guy's kind of That a might have been an improvised line that they decided to keep in. I, I should have cut it. So, um, yeah, that was weird. But overall, if you're going into, if you're, if you're thinking, All right, I'm going to watch a Godzilla movie. It's a Godzilla movie. That's I mean, what you get. You get a lot more of it than you did in the first one in this series. A lot more Godzilla. A lot more monster fighting. Uh, some pretty cool mythology stuff, which I kind of wish they would have gone more into, which I really enjoyed. Um, but it was definitely, for me, a see in the theater just because of the spectacle of it. That's right. Um, beyond that, it's probably a cable movie for me. Now that it's out of theaters, I probably wouldn't rent it. And spend money to watch it again, but if it was on streaming or cable or uh, cable, I might say you know may watch it again just because I enjoy kind of the mythology aspects of it. So that my number five was Godzilla. All right. Um, we're on the four now, right? We're on the four. So my number four was Toy Story four. Another one. I, I believe I said it was a scene in the theater movie. It was. Uh, it was a good movie. It's a, I mean, it's a kind of a classic Pixar Toy Story movie. It's very good, um, but I don't think it was a necessary movie. It wasn't needed. You described it as a straight to video movie that got a big budget. That's what it felt like. It was something because um, Woody is really the centerpiece of it, and everybody else is like in the background. Yeah. So it felt like a. A one-off adventure? Yeah, because, I mean, even Buzz, like Woody and Buzz, right? That's kind of the whole the whole franchise was based around them initially. Woody and Buzz, and Buzz is coming in, and all that, right? So the first movie is like centered around Woody and Buzz and then becoming friends. 
And then the second one, it's kind of, you get a little bit more into that. And then you start getting more into the child play. And um, even though the second one was really centered around Woody too. Yeah. Buzz was still a very large part. He had his whole subplot going on with like Zerg as his dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, and um, they're, he's gotten the other toys together to go find Woody. So this one, everybody but Woody was kind of in the background. Pretty much. So it felt to me, while it was a good movie and a good story and looked awesome and you know was a very, very, very well done film, to me, at the end of the day, it just didn't feel necessary. I'm not really yearning to see it again, I don't think. It's, it, I gave it a scene in the theater rating, which it was, I kind of blind the quality of the movie. It's definitely a movie you should have seen in the theaters if you were interested in it. Um, but this is another one I probably wouldn't rent if I didn't have to. Um, I thought it was good, but for me, it was number four of the summer. What was mm-hmm. your number four? Uh, number four I gave to Spider-Man. Okay. And um, I put it at number four because as far as an MCU movie is concerned, it's definitely... How do I describe this? You, it's very hard to follow something like Endgame. Uh-huh. Especially in an MCU movie. And I think, yeah, they did a really good job and whatnot. But... If you've read the comics about Mysterio, or at least know who Mysterio is, then you can see the twist coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. So, that's why it's not a little higher on my list, strictly because, yeah, it's kind of predictable, but that's just because of pop culture. But it's still a really good movie, and I would probably rent it. Okay. Um, I have Spider-Man higher up, so I'll talk about that more kind of when we get there. What was your number three? I actually put Toy Story 4 at Toy three. Story 4 is number three for you. Okay, yeah. so kind of what, what did you think about it? I just kind of gave my thoughts, so what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I've grown up with the Toy Story franchise, and I honestly thought, you know, when the first trailer came out that this movie is just a cash grab and they need to stop, but like you said, it felt like a straight-to-video movie with a big budget and I mean I thought the writing for it was actually better than I was expecting I didn't mean when I when I said they're kind of the straight to DVD it didn't I wasn't talking about the quality no I didn't mean that I'm just making sure everyone understands that it was everything was really well done I mean just the kind of the story and how it chose just to focus so much on one character it felt like a kind of a side, like it was like a side mission. Okay, there you go. To that, me. That's Maybe that's a better way to say it. Felt like a side mission. Okay. Now the end result ended up being very important to the overall narrative, but oh yeah, it just felt like hey, we're gonna just follow Woody, show you a little bit more about him. So. Yeah, and I, I thought you know it had uh, very good characters. It, it's not too often that you get a sympathetic villain, I guess, with some really really creepy ventriloquist assent- assistants. Yeah, but I mean, I I felt like that's one thing. I felt like there was no villain that gets resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, I didn't mind it too much. There, there really was no villain in the movie. I thought there was an antagonist, not really a villain. I guess besides time, I mean time, I guess, and 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 you know loneliness. That is that is and not life. having a and not having a per- <laughs> and not a kind of uh, the purpose in life. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I mean. Growing old was kind of the main villain, I guess. I guess so. But, yeah, it was a really good movie. I thought, yeah, just very well written, had really good characters. But 
it did feel kind of like a side mission, like you said. But yeah, that's my number three. My number three was uh, yesterday. Um, I really thought uh, I really enjoyed the concept. First, just kind of seeing the trailers and everything. I thought the concept was really cool. Something so important um, to pop culture. Kind of what what would the results of that be? They didn't dive too deep into it, um, but I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the cast was very charming. The leads were um, did a really good job. Oh yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed the acting. I thought it had a good bit of comedy sprinkled throughout. The uh, and I was not a big, um, not a huge Beatles fan. I didn't realize really. I think one thing this movie kind of helps you realize is how deep and wide their catalog of music is, and how many humongous hits they had. Right. As someone who wasn't, you know, grown, wasn't raised on that kind of era of music, um, we were raised more on like the seventies and funk and that kind of stuff. Um, and some of the great eighties stuff, but as somebody who wasn't kind of raised with that era of music, you, you if you don't, you know, really know, it's it's wild to see. So it kind of introduced me to a lot of the stuff from the Beatles, and I mean, the songs are all really really good. So oh, yeah. you're getting fun comedy mixed with really good music, and it's just a fun little story and it's an original story it's not a sequel or anything like that it's just an original idea and um it's done really well at the box office i think it's made its budget was like what 13 and a half million i think its budget was 17 million or something like that and it's made over it might have made like 100 million more than that already so yeah, it's doing really well I, I think it shows that people want to see more original stuff i, I think yeah i you, you said earlier maybe there's superhero fatigue I think, um, I don't know if I agree with that just because of how well Spider-Man did at the box office, but I think people do also want to see original things right. um, mixed in with that. There's there's all, there's definitely, a, obviously, a place for franchises. Um, most of the movies, I think almost every movie on this list besides Yesterday and uh, one more later on are franchise movies. Right. Men in Black franchise, X Men franchise, Hobbs and Shaw franchise, Dora franchise, Godzilla franchise, Toy Story franchise, Spider Man franchise, and Yesterday is original. So I think there was a appetite for that. Um, so hopefully this means more kind of these smaller movies can get made too that are not. I'm not talking like super small or like we're following a red balloon flying through the sky, mm-hmm. and, or watching a piece of trash tumble down the road as a. Uh, Allegory for American manufacturing. Um, I, I'm, I mean, like you know, a, a seventeen million dollar budget movie that's not a horror movie. It's yeah. just a, a, a story about adults. Yeah, that's okay. So that was my my number three was yesterday. I really enjoyed it, and I liked the premise, and I thought it was very well executed. And real quick, uh, while I have it on my mind, um, going. Bring in the other horror movie. I was going to place it at number three originally. Was Child's Play. Okay. Another franchise. The other toy movie. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are a fan of, you know, the killer doll genre, I think you'll like this movie a lot. Uh, I liked it because 
It had interesting comment on what? The killer doll genre. It, you would be surprised. There are a lot of killer doll movies. Comedy. There was a freaking movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. Comedy. Drama. Horror. The killer doll. Action. Killer dolls. Yeah. It's a subgenre. Yeah. I shouldn't probably specify. <laughs> it's just funny. Hearing those words together just the, made me laugh. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it had a interesting comment how... You know, dangerous it could be if we have all sort, all these technologies. You know, like Siri, Alexa, all that, mm-hmm. and how if everything is connected, it could possibly be dangerous if you're not too careful with it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get a situation like a unhinged artificial intelligence, which I mean, yeah, it's, it's, tale, ter- it's tale term- as old as time, right? Oh, Those, Terminator, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Hal from Space Odyssey. I'm, I'm sorry, Seth. <laughs> Uh, you have to watch Men in Black. It's no. for the podcast. No way. <laughs> um, but Mark Hamill, who was the voice of Chucky in this one, and it's usually been Brad Dourif, who did the entire Chucky character up until this point, I thought he did a really good job of taking over the reins of a very infamous character. And I'm pretty sure he was happy to do a character his way and not watered down, I guess, another famous franchise. Yeah. But yeah, that was originally my three, but... What's your two? My two, I put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's giving me the look of other hatred. My two... (laughs) I'm going to skip that. We'll talk about this later. My two is Spider-Man. I thought it was well executed. Um, The Mysterio thing could still have been a mystery just because they... Claimed he was from uh, uh, alternate dimension, so it kind of opens up that possibility. It had to carry a lot of weight after Endgame, narratively and set, establishing the world. What happened? I thought it did a really good job. It was a really enjoyable movie. All the I've said this three or four times, but with the movies you enjoy, the the lead actors have to do a good job, and the the actors in this did a really good job. It was a good story. The twist. While it may not have been like, you know, Sixth Sense, you know, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time level. Spoilers. I I mentioned spoilers (laughs) at the time. Uh, Or Darth Vader uh, being Luke's father, or Zerg being Buzz Lightyear's father. Well, it wasn't that level of a twist. It was still good enough and executed well enough that it made uh, for an intriguing movie and premise. I really like Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, for me, it was the number two movie of the summer. So, let's get to your number one. You want me to say why the other one's at number two? No. <laughs> What's your number one? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Nerd! <laughs> yeah, I'll own it. I'm a freaking nerd. <laughs> Godzilla? Yeah. Number one. Yes. I have extreme bias, and I'm going to use it for my list. Oh, my lord. That's All right. right. <laughs> Please explain to me how this is better than... My number one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> explain to me how Godzilla is better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Giant freaking monsters. That's all I really need to say. Not really. If, for Quality-wise, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely the better movie. But as far as enjoyability, you have to sit through what, three hours until you actually get to something that's extremely memorable? For me, 
see this movie. I mean, I grew up with these movies as a kid. I still watch them. Yes, I'm a nerd. You can you can keep saying it if you want to. But the enjoyability factor for me in this movie was cranked to 11. So, basically, since Godzilla fries somebody's A to a crisp throughout the movie, and DiCaprio only does it at the end of the movie, Godzilla wins. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, what took, else did you like about Godzilla? Was it all the? It. I mean, they did a really good job for a Toho. No, actually, think twonk like, this. like you. It's really. I mean, <laughs> I think it might be a made up word. So, or it might be a slur. I don't know about. Sorry if it is. Um, so, a Toho head like you. This is kind of everything you've always wanted. You know, besides being a good. <laughs> Listen here, you. No, it was. Good. I enjoyed it, but this is kind of that's. Is that kind of why? If you are, they hit all your buttons, right? If you loved the Toho movies, yeah. this is extremely up your alley. There's a it lot of Easter eggs. Right? Giant move. Yeah. There's giant monsters. There's fire breathing monsters. Electric dragons. The whole nine yards. If you like a, a turn your brain off movie, this is good. It, and it set up it had a nice little setup for King Kong coming yep and uh, I, I like I said I thought it was good I didn't my number one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I think they're not even in the same stratosphere <laughs> um, but yeah as it turned your brain off Godzilla was very enjoyable and uh, you being such a big fan I know all the easter eggs and references and stuff were probably you, you probably definitely got a lot got, more out of it than I did I got like I, Almost every single one I saw. Yeah, <laughs> but you're wrong. Number one was Once Upon a Time. <laughs> call an opinion, jerk off. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I thought this was like separated itself as the best movie of the summer. Yeah, it was long. It was uh, people thought it was slow at times. I didn't. Yeah, if you're okay it, with dialogue heavy scenes, then yeah, it's, you're gonna like the dialogue. At least. Everything in it was the details in this movie were so well done. Every little thing was taken care of. I mean, street signs on the you know street signs were were um, period specific. Uh, Building the, the background, yeah. That's the highway the signs were period specific. Everything was to kind of every detail to the nth degree. Um, so they went back in time. They even almost. went back and you know reshot stuff into old shows. They kind of reshot reshot old shows that Lancer was an actually an old show they re-put together kind of people's costuming and everything to be accurate so I thought and then the the, the Steve McQueen tryout thing that was great I mean it was I thought there was a lot of humor peppered throughout it there was a great the ending is insanely memorable and people will be talking okay. about that ending for a long time it if that ending was not there, I would have probably had this movie a little bit lower. But I, I enjoyed. See, I enjoyed the whole thing. I didn't. The ending was great. It was a great capper. When I realized he was going into his shed to get the flamethrower, I almost stood up and applauded. I, it, also, um, it also helped that the we had, I guess, semi audience participation too, because when Brad Pitt's you know caving that woman's skull in on the the brick edge, and you hear some frail old woman go, "I think she's dead." Yeah, that made it funnier. But it was... And this is... And what even the... I may have noticed the details, but this is because of this reason, is that we were sitting in the first or the second row of the theater, right? It was rough. And we were... I mean, we were right up on it. 
We had so one wrong this is, foot right in our face. This is a rating that is based on not even seeing it in kind of the best conditions. We were had our necks craned up. It's kind of an old style theater, so the second row is like right up on it. It's not kind of one of the newer ones. There's a big space between. Yeah. Um, like I saw Endgame from the first row, but it was in one of those newer theaters, so the first row was probably where yeah. like the fourth row is in the older ones. So, I mean, I thought this movie was awesome. It was not perfect, but I think um, it was a really good job. It was didn't have some of the tension that some of Tarantino's other movies have, but the knowledge of what happened in real life is kind of a source of tension, which is an interesting way to do it. Um, is using real life, what happens in real life, as kind of the tension in your movie. Uh, so the the Manson murders and the Sharon Tate murder that people knowing that happened in real life is used as to kind of to build the tension in the movie and, and then at the end you get a really good release and that actually doesn't end up happening so uh, you get a really happy ending it's uh, right everyone's saying it's a fairy tale because you know once upon a time in Hollywood mm-hmm. right so I thought it was awesome the acting was really good I, everyone's talking about Pitt but I, I'm still on I thought DiCaprio, DiCaprio was had to be a great. Oh, had to be a has been acting and then getting frustrated himself and then acting that character out again. So it's acting with an actor. He had to have, he played like four characters in this. Essentially, Pitt, Brad Pitt was really good, but he played kind of just uh, he played the stuntman, a chill guy that could I mean, he would go. whip you if you if he had to. But he'd yeah, se- which he did. He'd seen some stuff and. <laughs> We don't know exactly <laughs> what he saw because he may have killed his wife. I, there's, it was, there's a couple things in there that I, that I'm like, I wish, you know, like that, like did he kill his wife? Is it implied that he did? Are you implying like they never really pay that off? Um, I think that's just show, showing this guy has a bad past. We should probably be careful around him, and then it has a payoff. They also say he's a war hero. They also say so. You know. Did he kill his wife? He fights Bruce Lee. Did he kill his wife and then save a pregnant woman at the end of the movie? So that's his redemption. I don't know. There's a couple of things. People don't like the Bruce Lee scene. I thought it was fine. It's whatever. I think it's, it is kind of um, more of a commentary about how, you know, these people in the movies, you're really like, you know, right. like Vin Diesel thinks he can whip The Rock in real life. It's like, dude, you're like 5'8". Like, <laughs> The Rock is a... Rock was a professional athlete, and I'm not just talking about wrestling. He was a defensive lineman in football, and that, yeah. those guys are insane. So he would s- snap your Dungeons and Dragons playing bald head in half if he wanted to. No offense. None taken, jerk. On, on either. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think it's kind of a commentary on that. So that didn't bother me. But I thought this was by far the best movie of the summer. But you disagree and that's why we're putting out our own list and you know what everyone has the right to be incorrect so there you go anything else you want to say about the movies of the summer kind of looking back through it a lot of franchises um a lot, of, any... a lot of crap to shovel through but there were still some good ones yeah and we there are two or three weeks and we didn't review lion king because you know, the consensus seen, is you've seen the original, you've seen this one. I liked it the first time I saw it when it was called The Lion King, and it was the same exact movie. So they say that it's the same thing, just no expression on the animals' faces. Yeah, so I don't really care for that. And then we didn't really want to see anything this weekend. Um, nothing caught our fancy. 
So we decided we'll just kind of do a review, and we'll we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. If um, you may see one of these horror films coming I'm, out and give a little review on that. Yeah, I'll but, probably try to do that this weekend. Go see uh, Scary Tales to Tell in the Dark, right. which is not directed, directed by Guillermo. Yeah, yeah, but he's a producer and screenwriter, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he's got a screenwriter. So he's credit. got his influence. He's in he's got he's in there somewhere. So that's uh, it for this episode. So. Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood was my number one. Zach's number one was... Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay. So, you can find us on Twitter at watching underscore film. Our website is watchingfilm.org. You can find us on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all at the Watching Film Podcast. If you enjoy wrestling, we have a Watching Film Wrestling Podcast that we may be recording again here pretty soon. Uh, but we will be back every week with some type of uh, movie-related content. Typically review, but sometimes we'll get in these special episodes like this to kind of review the whole summer overall. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on all those places we mentioned before. Please subscribe, uh, share it, give us a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever it is on each service. A retweet. A retweet. Not a like. When you put it on Twitter, give us a retweet, please, so we can spread the word and get up to five listeners. Uh, we're really we're really pushing for double digits here. If we can get up to ten, we'll be really excited. So, uh, please, if you email. like the show, share the show. Please, I'm running out of emails to make all these accounts. If you don't... <laughs> We can only like our own stuff so much. Please, we need other people. Um, so, check us out. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Sorry, Zach had Godzilla as the number one movie. I'm sorry that you're a 